Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe and never miss an episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is the second part of our three-part series this week with a connected theme. However, what we're looking at is rather than things that are similar, we're looking at things that seemingly, on the surface at least, might actually contradict each other. On Monday, we were looking at the importance of competition in business, the importance of competing, the importance of winning, the importance actually of why there has to be winners and there has to be losers in business, in life, in nature, in order for everything to improve, but also how it's a natural part of us as human beings, the animal part, the animalistic part, our evolutionary background, that means that we have an instinctive competitive nature within us. And if we harness it in the right ways and we focus it in the right ways, it's a very powerful force. However, today, I'm looking at something today which might be considered to be a little bit contradictory to that, which is looking at the importance of collaboration, working together. So if you imagine our evolutionary past, our previous evolutionary model, it was all about competition. Somebody was winning, somebody had to be losing. Someone was eating, someone was either being eaten or a competitor of yours wouldn't be eating because you'd eaten what was on offer, okay? This means that the species thrives, the species get stronger. It's the whole concept of survival of the fittest, etc. However, collaboration is something as a human being that we evolved into much later. So we have that instinctive competitive part. I talked about that on Monday. I also talked about why it was important to still have that and harness it and focus it in the right ways. However, we've also evolved more latterly as human beings, as our current species, to actually collaborate. And in fact, it's our collaboration as a species that is responsible for a huge chunk of our success as a species. So we've got the opposable thumbs. Thank you very much, evolution. That gives us a head start. We have the big brain. Thank you, evolution. Double whammy. That gets us well and truly going. And then we have the ability to collaborate like nothing on this planet. On Monday's episode, I was talking about coyotes. And I don't know if coyotes are the same as hyenas, so I'm going to switch this up to hyenas now. And if you've ever watched hyenas hunting, it is something to behold. The way they collaborate and work as a pack is incredible. So basically, you'll have like a tag team of hyenas, okay? And what they'll do is one hyena will set up chase, okay? And they'll flush this gazelle and they'll push it in a direction that's been prearranged by the hyenas. And obviously the gazelle will outrun the hyena, it has more stamina. What will happen is on the route of that gazelle, on that charge, another hyena will pick up the pace before the chase actually gets that hyena, right? They'll preempt it, they'll predict 
the chase coming up to them. And then that hyena will then pick up the chase, tag team, and the other hyena will fall back and then the chase will continue. And they'll do this over and over again. In fact, the one episode I saw this, which was incredible, there was a man-made road and the hyenas had actually learned to use the man-made road as part of its trap, if you like, to catch its prey. And they did this tag team thing and they flushed this uh, gazelle into this roadway, this path that was cut through the undergrowth. And the gazelle naturally ran down the path. It was an open place. and It ran down the path. And another hyena basically kind of pushed it onto that path. So it forced it down that route and then picked up the chase. And there was other hyenas up the path waiting to pounce and get the gazelle. Incredible. I watched it. It was awe-inspiring to see the trap they'd laid out, the landscape they'd mapped out, if you like, and how they worked together to get the joint outcome. Amazing, incredible, inspiring, and nothing compared to what we're capable of as human beings. Look at the world around us. It was not created by a single person. The buildings that we occupy were not built by a single person. The skyscrapers, the cities, the industries that we've set up, the incredible infrastructure on this planet, the ability that we have to communicate with one another, to work alongside each other, is absolutely second to nothing on this planet. It's absolutely in us to work alongside each other, to be around each other. Certain creatures, you can see them out there, they're very solo creatures. You know, the polar bear, for example, um, does not hang out with other polar bears. The reason being the resources are so thin on the ground, um, it certainly wouldn't want its competition that close. Any polar bear getting near another polar bear is going to be in direct competition for survival and they are going to end up in a fight. One of them is probably not walking away from that. However, we start looking at our own lives and we look at how we thrive in groups. We thrive by working in collaboration. In fact, we've evolved to feel good working together. You know, a big part of being a small business entrepreneur is it can be really lonely because we're on our own. You know, we feel like we're on our own and we feel like it's just us. And the moment we bring other people in on a project or we work alongside other people to a joint cause, we get rewarded for that by our own brains, by our own chemistry. In fact, there's whole heaps of chemistry in us, feel-good chemistry, which are specifically triggered when we're working alongside each other towards a common goal. We've evolved to want to work with each other, to work to common goals and everything else. However, we're not necessarily equally great at working together because we also have this more primitive side of us, which is this competition. The reason I'm running these sessions, these, these episodes back to back, is because I think it's really important to work with both of these evolved ways of being as a human being, one being more primitive than the other, however, no less powerful than the other. As we collaborate more and more and as our society gets, you know, arguably softer and softer in many ways, okay, um, then we lose our natural competitiveness. And because of that, I believe we're selling ourselves short. And not just us, I think actually, you know, society itself isn't necessarily moving forward as fast as it could if we were more competitive. In fact, you know, where we are progressing really fast in, in, in the world and in life is when we do have that competition, when it's just like, you know, maybe Elon Musk and it's him on his own developing battery powers for electric vehicles. He was in com competition with everybody else making electric vehicles, but he wasn't really in 
competition, right? I mean, he's hands down ahead of the game. However, increasingly, other car manufacturers are coming to the market. So Audi bringing out their electric vehicles, BMW bringing them out. This can only be a good thing for everybody, right? It will force Elon Musk and it will force Tesla to continually up their game to make sure their products are better and better. And also, it serves as the benchmark at the moment for BMW and Audi and everybody else making electric cars. So it's raising the game, which means for us as consumers, it will get cheaper, more affordable. The cars will get better. Does this make sense? And it's good for the planet, of course, because we will be eventually an all entirely electric car driving world okay this is good for everybody however in order to bring those products to market it needs collaboration and give elon musk his dues you know he as i understand it allowed the patents for his cars i think the battery technology to be made available to other people i might be getting that slightly wrong but there's certainly something around that where he allowed the patents to be open or he didn't patent something or he allowed them to be open patents so other people can use his technology to move the whole thing forward okay collaboration is incredibly powerful when elon musk uh, launched the first tesla it was his roaster he collaborated with lotus and some other companies to bring that car to market okay so you can be competitive and you can still collaborate does this make sense it's so important there's very few winners out there who are complete loners does this make sense you need to work alongside each other now there's two types of things you can do here one is collaboration in terms of what i call like a a business ecosystem and the other one is where you collaborate as a team and as a team you compete with all the other teams out there, you know? So Elon Musk as a team competes with all the teams at Audi and everything else. So I want to just come to the one I mentioned before that, which was the idea of what I call a business ecosystem or an ecosystem of businesses, I should say. And the clearest example I ever saw of this was when we went to Madeira on a holiday. If you've ever been to Madeira, it's basically a city on the side of a mountain. At the top of the mountain, you've got these botanical gardens, these incredible botanical gardens, and you can take a sled ride, like a toboggan ride. Um, It's not snow, it's a toboggan ride. Um, It's just on skis that slide basically down this steep uh, hill. And you ride this toboggan ride down, about halfway down the hill, roughly actually to where our hotel was. And you could walk from our hotel down a very steep hill and you'd come to this kind of like term, terminal, I suppose. So where all these little toboggans would come down and where they ended, so where the toboggan ended, the toboggan's been there for decades and decades, right? Where it terminated, there was a little cafe, coffee shop, somewhere you could eat something. There was a souvenir shop. There was another little shop there. So you had this place where they terminated. No other shops anywhere else, no other retail anywhere else, but there was this little kind of like oasis of businesses at the bottom of this toboggan ride. In other words, they weren't competing with each other. They were actually like a, like a business ecosystem or an ecosystem of businesses. They were living on, on each other. So if someone came there, say, for example, to the coffee shop, they would keep seeing these toboggan rides coming in and everyone being super excited on them. Obviously, it would rub off and people would want to go up and do the toboggan ride. Equally, the people who were on the toboggan ride coming down would come down, you know, maybe they were revving a little bit on their drilling, etc. would want to have a cup of coffee or a cake or something and, and relax. While they're having a cup of coffee and relaxing, they'd look at the souvenir shop that was just literally like 20 feet away. And, you know, you'd come out of there and you'd pop into the souvenir shop and have a little look at what they were doing there. Does this make sense? So these businesses 
where they were in competition for funds, I suppose, but they weren't in direct competition. There wasn't two coffee shops there, for example, or two souvenir shops. There was like a T-shirt shop, if I remember right, like a clothes shop. And, um, and then this like kind of trinket souvenir shop. So together, they made that little ecosystem stronger because whilst they were individually competing for their own successes, they were collaborating with those other businesses around them to create this, what I call an ecosystem of businesses that work together, enhance each other and make things better. You see this quite often when you go to like a retail park. You know, you'll see big businesses there or big retail stores that draw public. And when they go there to see, I don't know, curries, for example, they'll also pop into a Starbucks. Does this make sense? So Starbucks are part of the ecosystem. So people will spend some time at Starbucks while they're at Starbucks. They'll look at, you know, around and have a look and see what other retail stores are there. And they'll chat and they'll have some time to think and they'll maybe pop into a JD Sports or whatever it might be. People may go there for JD Sports and end up going and just having a check at the tellies at Curry's. So they work really well together, these little ecosystems. You'll see it uh, also, for example, you might get a, a road near you, almost certainly, where you'll find most of the estate agents or mo the, most of the letting agents will be together in a single stretch. Now, you know, these, these are brutally in competition with each other, okay? Lettings agents, estate agents, a very competitive industry, and yet they seem to work relatively in harmony with the other ones around them. And the reason that works so well is because someone comes to check out houses at one and they'll look to the shop next door or two doors up and they'll also have a look there and they'll also have a look at the third one and maybe the fourth one. And people are coming and they're looking at these individual estate agents and while they're there, they're checking out the other estate agents. And actually, rather than that estate agent being a local single one-off estate agent hoping for people to pass by, it's actually better for all of them if they are collectively together. Does this make sense? Obviously, you've got competition. You better have the house that people want. You need to make sure that you win enough houses to sell. You need to make sure that you're, you're, you're finding the customers to sell them to and doing your marketing and everything else. And there'll be a degree of customer that you're potentially losing to your competition, but there'll be greater degrees of customers you're winning because your competition is there. So I like the estate agent model because that's another level up because unlike the toboggan model where they are harmoniously working together and they're not trying to directly compete with each other. They're, they're adding to the offering of that particular little ecosystem. With estate agents, they absolutely are in brutal competition. And yet they still work in collaboration with each other to some degree, enhancing the little ecosystem that they have there of businesses. In fact, high streets are ecosystems of businesses. You know, you go there for one thing and while you're there, you'll buy something else. You'll go there for something else and you'll come back and instead buy this other one thing. And whilst they're all competing for your funds and they have shops that actually directly compete with one another, they all thrive because collectively they're creating a more powerful ecosystem for them to get more business from overall. Does this make sense? So I want you in your own business to think about both tuning into that competitive nature that we have, because it's really important that we continually strive to improve ourselves, improve our businesses, improve our products, because whether you like it or not, it is competitive out there. Commerce is by nature competitive. So 
if you're not being competitive within a competitive field, if you're not playing a competitive game in a competitive way, then obviously you're going to lose. Okay, you've got to go out there to play to win. But equally, you want to tap into that other part of who we are, the more recent part of our evolution, which is our ability to work alongside each other, to get alongside each other, to collaborate with each other. And just to finish this episode off, I want to share with you just what an amazing thing collaboration is. And the fact that it's evolved is just incredible because obviously the moment you and I stand side by side in a given area of land, we need twice as much food to feed us. Now, if you're competing for food and I'm competing with you for food, then you become my threat. You become my enemy and it's human nature to destroy the enemy. So I kill you so that I get all the food. This is why animals spend so much of their time fronting each other down and puffing out their chests and you know puffing out their feathers and you know battling to the death is because I'm going to have a slow painful death if I don't try and kill you now. So even if you kill me now, it's still worth it because your being here in its very nature is threatening my existence. So this is why we have so much conflict in the animal kingdom. And whilst still today within us as human beings, we still have a lot of that conflict, you know? We don't like the feeling that someone's got one over on us. We don't like the feeling that someone's taking more than their fair share of something. This goes back millions and millions of years. However, I want you to imagine that to go from that kind of survival to a place where you and I standing side by side, we not only make the food that we need for you and I to both survive between us, but we actually end up creating a surplus so that but as a species, we get to thrive. So, you know, the two of us together are managing to hunt and kill and gather, you know, three people's worth of food, which means that we get to expand as a species and we get to potentially thrive. And then ultimately, as we have done, as human beings, we get to dominate the animal kingdom. We get to dominate the entire planet because of our ability to collaborate. But in its early days, it wasn't a case of you and I saying, listen, mate, rather than us fighting each other and killing each other here today, why don't we work together and try and see if we can kill more food between us, right? The coyotes didn't sit down, or the hyenas, I should say, didn't sit down one day and say, right, look, rather than me just kill and eat and you just kill and eat and, you know, it's a bit of a free-for-all out there, why don't we work together and we all get to eat more? What's amazing for this to have evolved is that over time, we had these very slow increments of collaboration. In other words, the individual that had a predisposition to be marginally more collaborative than the other one next to it would have found another one like itself that was marginally more able or instinctive to be more collaborative. And those two would have been much stronger than the one individual. And then they would have bred, okay? And that becomes now the more dominant strain, if you like, of behavior patterns and everything else. So this happened over millions of years, this ability of ours to collaborate. is an incredibly powerful one, and it's certainly one that we shouldn't neglect by being all in on competition. So join me on Friday where I'm going to wrap all of this up and I'm going to get you to reflect on this in your own business, and that will conclude this week's episodes and this theme of being both competitive 
but also collaborative and finding the right balance between these things and the right focus of these two things so that you come out on top. If you are a business owner and you haven't yet hit 100K, don't forget, I've got the six-figure fast track waiting for you. It's a masterclass, it's a webinar waiting for you completely free of charge, and it's a resource for you to look at what it is you need to be implementing, what you need to be focused on, working on, more importantly, actually, what you need to not be doing and stop doing in order to fast track your business to 100K or more in the next 12 months or less. Specifically designed for the five-figure service-based business. So whether you're doing 20, 30, 40, or 50,000 turnover, if you want to take your business to 100 grand or more in turnover in the next 12 months or less, then get yourself on the six-figure fast track. You can find that on my website, biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop the link in the descriptions as well. Go over and devour that if you haven't done so already. I will see you on Friday for the conclusion of this week's themes. And until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.